0: Hey, everybody. It's that time again. That's right. believe sports business, sports media also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You could email us. Hope you do. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source of Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans of USC with us. And Art, okay, Uh, I'm going to take credit for this. Uh, When uh, the NFL put up the sham negotiation, as far as Watson was concerned, I said eight to 10 games, ended up 11 games. But in my opinion, we had it right
1: together, Fred, because I said, well, so we, we figured it out pretty good. But you know, the key to that whole thing is the $5 million fund.
0: But he has actually
1: spent a lot of money.
0: But you know, if your five-year contract is 230 million and you get fined at five million, and you get fined for not playing the games. So it ends up you're only making two hundred and twenty three million. That's not bad.
1: Yeah, but you also have to realize that he had to pay off twenty five other people. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's let's be straight here. Um, you know, I know Rusty Harden's a great lawyer, but if if I'm representing these people and there's twenty five plaintiffs, I have a funny feeling that was at a point where maybe in $300,000 and 500000 per person. So that adds up pretty quickly. I mean, hey, at least he came out before last week's game in Jacksonville, Deshaun Watson, and said he was sorry for any of the harm that he did. That's why he's going to play at least six games this year, okay? Because until that time, he had shown no remorse whatsoever, friend.
0: Until he comes back, Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. He's played well when he's gotten the opportunity. He just hasn't got too many opportunities. Can Cleveland still compete with Jacoby Brissett the first 11 games and Watson the last six?
1: Well, you know, like I said today, you know, on, on Facebook, Galaxy Sports, you know, the way I look at their schedule – He's going to come back week thirteen, da da, against his old team, the Houston Texans. Don't you love the NFL? Do you think that's <laughs> a coincidence? <laughs> but seriously, Fred, they'll have a chance to be seven, seven and six, eight and five. You know, somewhere in that range, because that's a damn good football team. And Jacoby Brissett has been around. He learned the offense. He's been with Brady before in New England. He is a a really good top-notch backup quarterback. His job is to let that Cleveland defense do what they do, run the ball, make the right plays, don't make any mistakes, and I think that team, like I said, could be eight and five heading into their you know last
0: few games. Is the NFL fooling anybody? No, come on.
1: I mean, honestly, God, did you see the article in the, on MSN today? with uh, With Jimmy Haslam Did not saying that you know he'd be the first one to admit that because he's a superstar quarterback, he got treated differently from anybody else that went through a situation like that, and that's what's wrong with this entire country, Fred. there's rules for those who are privileged, and there's rules for those who are rank and file and until we have equality under the law for every American citizen, we're just pissing in the wind I hate to say it.
0: Does that mean everybody? Everybody. Or Even Donald J.
1: Trump and Hunter and Biden and, and the corrupt Washington, both sides of the aisle there. I mean, hey, how about how about Dick Cheney's daughter? Who raises 15 million and then puts up like a six million dollar fight and has nine million that she retires and walks off into the sunset with or possibly runs for president or uses to do whatever she can to piss on Donald Trump's parade. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. There's so much hatred in this world, Fred. I don't get it. Do you have time to hate people, honestly?
0: All right, let's switch to uh, baseball for a moment. Uh, Sorry, Lou Gehrig, you are not any longer the luckiest man on the face of the earth. After Wednesday night, save by Craig Kimbrell of the Dodgers, Kimbrell of the Dodgers, he didn't pitch well. Two guys got on base, but he did uh, get the save. Dave Roberts is now the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Your thoughts? Yeah, he
1: definitely, he definitely wandered through that that Irish patch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to agree with you there. You got a guy that's converted eighty four percent of his saves, twenty one out of twenty five. He's got a four point four six ERA. And, you know, we complained about Ken Lee Jansen. I wish we had Ken Lee Jansen right now. <laughs> you know, and I mean, his whip is 1.56, which there are not closers that have whips like that. So, yeah, the Dodgers have everything going for them. I mean, other than the fact that they benched Bellinger now, because I guess a 206 hitter. But then again, they're playing a 177 hitter in Max Muncy. He's actually been playing pretty well of late. But how about you know you get real hot for the end of July through August and you get your average up to 177? Is that a bit scary, friend?
0: Well, yeah. And last year Bellinger at 165, so he's actually 40 points better than that. Uh, and your point about your point about Mun- Muncie, well taken. But let let me state this. Uh, the Dodgers lose uh, on Wednesday, uh, on Thursday, five to three. Folks, were are taping this Thursday around three twenty-four Pacific Daylight Time. Dodgers lose five-three. Bellinger made another great catch in center field. So the point is, my opinion is, if he hits two twenty, he's saving more runs. You don't take him out. Is what I'm bas- against right-handed pitchers. I agree. I,
1: I, I mean, to be honest with you, he plays center field like Devon White, and yeah. that's the last center fielder I've seen. I mean, the guy just goes from from right center to left center, you know, he catches the ball. And you know what? He's going to hit 25 home runs when all is said and done. You probably not – maybe he's not the guy that we knew in 2019. Maybe that shoulder was permanently damaged when he did the, you know, the Big Bang Theory, you know, <laughs> with, with Seager. That was not a real good move. But then again, you know, most of these guys in Major League Baseball aren't exactly five Beta Kappa in a lot of ways. Hey, Fred, is Mike Trout kind of done? with this back injury?
0: I heard he was starting tomorrow, Friday.
1: Well, I'm going to take a real good close look at him because, I mean, he's played about 140 games in the last two years. And the last time I checked, they play 162. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he's lost a little bit of focus because Artie Moreno's Angels are just like really bad. Can you imagine having two of the best Really, I mean, generational players in baseball history on the same team, and you can't even approach 500?
0: That's uh, frightening. Uh, Artie, uh, you got to start doing something. Um When I started this bit, uh, Art, Art and I are very old. Art's 125. I'm almost that old. And uh, when we started, uh, when I started, they asked me, do you want to do play-by-play? And I said, no, because the truth is, I hate flying. And I knew that would meant That would have meant uh, flying. So I never even thought about doing play-by-play. You've done a lot of play-by-play. So my comments would be on Notre Dame football and NBC. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you think that Jack uh, Collinsworth had a tough time getting through the front door? Well, not in the nepotistic uh, view of broadcasting. Hello,
1: everybody. This is Joe Buck with Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. I mean, if he doesn't say that, I'll give you a grand tonight, Fred. That's how he opens every one of his shows. And I loved his dad, you know, Joe Buck. Great guy. He's a good announcer. He's actually risen to the top of the field. But do you think that Harry Carey's kids or grandkids would have been what they were? I mean, you can go down the list year after year. Um, You know, Jack Collinsworth, I hope he does great. I pull for people. But Jason Garrett is your color analyst. I mean, that's like watching the flies climb the drapes, Fred. Seriously, the guy is a great guy. You know, I'll talk football with him, offensive football with him. But if he's going to be carrying the show as the color analyst, I'd rather go with, you know, with Doug Flutie or somebody like that.
0: Notre Dame's going to make uh, like $70 million over a period of time uh, from their TV uh, telecast. Um, UCLA and SC decide to jump to the Big Ten. Of course, UCLA is a University of California school. USC is a private school, so it can do what it wants. Yesterday, Wednesday, the regents met, and they said UCLA uh, could not make that decision without the regents saying yes. I don't know what's going to happen. I presume nothing. Well, going to you know, happen.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. What happened today is going to have a big bearing on that. When you sign an $8 billion contract, you have your games on all day long, coast to coast, if you're the big 10 plus six, yeah. you're, giving, you're getting the $8 billion to $10 billion over seven years. Uh, and you, we know UCLA is in deep financial straits. So what I would tell Governor Gruesome very simply, is if you want to pay off our debts and, and you know, make us all whole, we'll think about what you're saying. Otherwise, why don't you worry about getting California and the homeless problem under control? Do your job. We'll try to do our job.
0: Well, I I, I got to disagree with you. I think the regents should tell UCLA, you got to pay us a percentage of what you're going to make in the Big Ten because you didn't give us a time or, to work things did out. Larry
1: Scott send, Did Larry Scott send
0: California checks every month? No, I'm just saying. I thought he was the worst commissioner in the history of the world. But the, the point being, I do think that... That's the you real st-
1: blame behind all this, Fred. If you yes. really want to break it down and do the Kamala Harris... You know, what's the etymology of all this? He's the reason why football has NIL, why football has the transfer portal, and why the situation that's arising with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 has happened because of his lack of understanding and fighting with DirecTV of all people, Fred. And you know that as well as I know that.
0: Larry Scott told DirecTV it wanted to be on the basic channel. The Big Ten is not on the basic channel. The SEC is not on the basic channel. And the ACC is not on the basic channel. Larry Scott thought he was bigger than he really was. DirecTV, and you know, I've had DirecTV for 28 years, and I've had more since uh, AT&T took over. I've had many a fight with DirecTV. But in this one case, they are, are correct. You can't give one conference priority over the other. But Larry Scott thought he was bigger than he really is. Yeah,
1: and, and and I mean, you know, i am gonna give Mark Emmert twenty percent of the, the faults on this as well. The outgoing NCAA guy. But I mean the bottom the bottom line is this, Fred. College football will never be the same. They need to come up with a commissioner for for the big conferences, someone who you know, and I gotta be honest with you. If Roger Goodell ever retires, I would hire Kevin Warren in the New York Minute. Yeah, I this guy has shown me yeah. So much class, so much, I mean, the guy has business acumen. He speaks well. I mean, the guy's awesome, in my opinion. What are your thoughts?
0: No, I think he's done mostly right things and uh, for his conference. Uh, Kevin Warren is, you know, not, there's no negatives as far as that concerned. However, let's go back 42 years when you were, uh, or 43 years, 44 years, when you were kicking for USC. Uh, you, had a, you had a very tough job, didn't you, to get extra money?
1: Well, yeah, I had to
0: turn off the lights at Dado Field
1: that were automatic.
0: There, okay, so, you know, and, so and then, that's not, also, folks, that's not a joke, folks, that's not a joke. That's uh,
1: not a joke. No one really was. I mean, that that was important. And you know, at every road game, we get our envelope. And my favorite story is, you know, my number was thirteen, and Charles White, the Heisman Trophy winner, his number was number twelve. Well, we went to Purdue my sophomore year, and uh, you know, we're coming down the plane in our, you know, our Cardinal Blazers, and. The guy gave me the, the, uh, the envelope, and I got back to the hotel room, and I said, wow, I must have done something really good. Because instead of, like, 1500 bucks, there was 10000 in there. <laughs> so the Charles. phone of the old hotel room started ringing off the hook. Artie, you got my money? I said, no, Charles, you got my money.
0: <laughs> I him about a $300 handling fee, though, Fred. I don't blame you. I believe uh, sports business, sports media across America and around the world, we're taping this at uh, 3.30 Pacific Daylight Time. 6.30 where Artie is in Pennsylvania on Thursday, uh, late afternoon for me and uh, early evening for Art. Um, So what, what I'm basically saying was college sports certainly was on the up and up then, but now it's become a situation where Fred who (laughs) reads a lot has not opened his Athlon college football annual because he's so angry at what the NIL has done and what the transfer portal has done. You mentioned it a few minutes ago. And again, that's on Emmer. That's on Larry Scott. That's on the NCAA in total. They didn't want to spend any of the NCAA's money, go out and make your own. Well, you can't do that. There's going to be a gambling uh, uh, problem. You know that Uh, very, very quickly when a, left tackles making 50,000 a year and the quarterbacks making 3 million a year or 2 million a year, you know, somebody's going to come to the tackle and say, miss a couple blocks. And I'll give you a couple hundred thousand. You know, that's going to come to be that's on the NCAA. What can we do to change? it? can can we, you can't put the stuff back in the bottle. So what is the answer? Are we stuck well, you for this? Like I
1: you, we, you hit it, Fred, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, but what you can do is put some restrictions in there. Okay. Say nobody makes more than 250,000. All right. And and nobody makes less than 50. But to do that, Fred, you're going to need some well-heeled alumni. You're going to need to have some oversight committees. And you're going to also need to rein college football head coaches in. Okay, because they're the same guys that speak with forked tongue. They tell one guy, I need you. You're going to be our star. While they tell the guy coming in, oh, don't worry about that guy I'm recruiting. He'll be your backup. You know, it's a different story for each different guy, and this has gone on, you know, since since the '50s. So I mean, you know, he, these guys should never be making ten, eleven, twelve million dollars a year. First of all, when the governor of the state and the you know the the trustee uh, of the university might be making seven hundred grand or four hundred grand. I mean, come on, not that doesn't that prove that they're completely, like you know? completely out of touch with reality.
0: Okay, finally, today, tonight on, uh, I believe, sports business, sports media, I also heard on pod clips. Uh, would, you, would you have paid LeBron James $97 million over the next two years?
1: I would have showed him the door, Fred. The GM slash power forward, uh, his best years are far behind him, and the same goes for the other two guys, who I think were great players as well, Westbrook and Davis. But, I mean, that's, a, that's ridiculous. It's, to me, it is, it is so – and I guess for the first time in history, the L.A. Times uh, main, main writer, and I agree on that, Bill Plasky, he tore him apart in the, <laughs> this, this morning in the L.A. Times. And I actually kind of agreed with him. I don't see what the point is there. You know, mediocrity is the word of the day for the Lakers, I guess.
0: Now, you've been known to bet a shekel or two. I set the over-under on how many games Anthony Davis and LeBron miss next year at 59, over or under.
1: So, an 82-game season, they're going to play 23 games or less, is what you're saying?
0: No, they're together they're going to miss 59 or more.
1: Oh, that's that's. I'll take that bet all day long. Between you think they'll make? Yeah, they'll miss. So there's twenty-five games each at least. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, but this is fit. so you're a bit under because twenty-five and twenty-five is fifty. I'm saying fifty-nine.
1: Well, I still I still think you're right, Fred. Um, you know, I work ethic, work ethic with the modern day professional athlete. You know, what do they call that that new term in sports where they entitled down and yeah, there's some family. Some family waited all year to spend their $500 to go see a great basketball player and they shut him down because they didn't want too much wear and tear on him or whatever they call that. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking about Lou Gehrig earlier. didn't seem like he missed many games, did he?
0: Final comment tonight on uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media Art Source. Hey, watch the big Monday night football game tonight, friends.
1: ESPN's Dynamic duo of Troy Aikman and Joe Buck live from Seattle as the Bears come in to the Emerald City. What a, boy, did they get a nice game. Between those two teams, the over and under, I think, might be 11 in terms of wins this year.
0: I might not watch it because Drew Locke's got COVID.
1: Oh, that's another point. I mean, (laughs) really. If Geno Smith is the answer to the Seattle Seahawks' troubles, and I really do think Pete, Pete Carroll is
0: passing out the Kool-Aid. This is, this is Pete Carroll's last season, I believe, in Seattle. For Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. Stay tuned well, until we meet again right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody.